now I see it as like our feelings are indicators of what we actually believe. And so even though we know the truth of what the scripture says, and we know that's true, um, our feelings can actually point us to where there's lies and false beliefs at work. And so even though we know it's true that um, the Lord is near and he never forsakes us, but we've experienced sin in our life, um, our own sin and our own consequences of those sin, and then the sin of other people yeah. and their consequences. And so that <laughs> that affects us to a great degree. And um, if we're listening to feelings and emotions, we can start to, to narrow down where the lies and distortions are that we're operating out of. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. Uh, this is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by our Sin City missionary Chad I'm sorry, Charles Grigsby. Charles, Hello, Jason. Welcome. Good morning. You? Good to see you. It's a good morning. I'm glad to be here. <sighs> good to be with you. <laughs> we we I feel like we have guests on the podcasts, and it's really fun. But it's so much fun we have friends, friends. on the podcast. I was about to say, we have friends on the podcast. Because friends are friends forever. If the, the Lord's the Lord of them. them. And friends right? will never <laughs> say never. <laughs> we have our good pal good and pal. co-worker. And therapist yeah and support all the other things and sermon uh feedbacker what other titles sflt founding member which founding member of sflt okay anyways jenny regalski jenny Jenny, welcome to the thanks for having me guys this is a lot of fun as siri says you're called jenny regalski calling jenny regalski mobile and i have to say (laughs) jenny i'm i make like a lot of birthday cards here for people (laughs) and i really I just really liked yours that I made last week. It was, I found a painting. Were you here? Uh huh. Yeah, I, I found a painting it. called Regal Sky. And then I put Jenny's <laughs> face on it. <laughs> so it was that Jenny was Regal my Sky. favorite part. At least it had yeah. my face on there. I didn't realize right? it was a painting called Regal Sky. I yeah. said that. It's yeah, amazing. that's what made it so. Yeah, the painting special. was called Regal Sky. I was overwhelmed by the gesture, so I wasn't, I wasn't able to take in all the details of it. That's okay. It does say it at the bottom, but it's fine. Whatever. Jenny, it's what cool. is your official <laughs> title at LifePoint? I'm the executive assistant. Executive assistant. Founding member of SFLT. Yes, which yes. I hold very dear to my heart. Which stands for? Super fun lunchtime. Super fun lunchtime. Yes. Yeah, Tell so us a little bit about SFLT. Jason, yeah. you can if you Well, I was going to say, like, when, when I first started here, everyone ate in their offices during lunch oh. by themselves. And... I'm not an extrovert, but I like being around people when eating and things like that. So I was like, we need to do something about this. You're a culture shaper. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to brag, but. (laughs) I think my first day in the office, it was like, hey, we eat together. It's called SFLT if you want to (laughs) come. Like it was like the first day. Be there or be square. So anyways, Jenny is one of the founding members of SFLT because she was one of the few that was willing to actually join me to lunch in the lobby so and it changed our dynamic forever because Mm. it was the best because we will talk about anything and everything Mm -hmm. and we'll laugh like crazy and then we'll also cry together sometimes sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) we have to have some balance or laugh so hard we cry i mean it really is a little bit of everything everything. Yeah. yeah and uh 
the new building, it's it's not as conducive for SFLT, is it? Really? It's it's less. Everybody yeah. got busy. Jason, I started taking Jason to lunch on lunch meetings. I know. Yeah. I do have kind of a like a hardening of my heart. Hey, I will say today I don't have do lunch that. plans. So <laughs> yes. We brought our lunch. Hey, so you guys want to hang out? I mean, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so SFLT is happening today as we speak. That's I brought best. butternut squash mac and cheese. Dangerous. Right on that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's from Trader Joe's, so I'm kind of pumped about it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me awesome. Honest. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your role as the executive assistant. Is that yes. Executive assistant. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about what you do. So, um, as the executive assistant here at LifePoint Lewis Center, I um, get to help Dean and Troy with some of their administrative tasks and assist with. Um, meetings. Yeah, you're I, in a lot of meetings. All the meetings. In fact, we were in a meeting yesterday together. Yeah. Well, two meetings yesterday together. So one of the things that mm. I do really enjoy is getting to be a part of the cross-campus yeah. collaboration meetings. Mm-hmm. So I get to hear what each group is planning for the coming um, you know, year, six months, one month, what's coming up, and just how they collaborate together and all of the time and energy mm-hmm. they put into thinking through mm-hmm. um, how to minister well to the people at LifePoint and our guests and um, so that's one of my favorite pieces yeah. of my job that I get to do. And then, like, on a personal level, you um, have a prayer story work kind of ministry that you do at Delaware. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's the ministry of my heart for sure. I feel like it's something I prayed and ask God for it took about seven years for him to kind of answer that prayer. But I just found myself in um, a lot of small groups. And I noticed that um, in those times, always there'd be somebody in the group that would share something really impactful that happened in their life. And you could tell it was still affecting them. And it was a very raw and vulnerable moment. And it was super awkward for everybody else in the group, and I didn't feel like we knew how to handle that well. And as mm-hmm. a leader, I wanted to do better. And so I just began to pray and ask God, like, is there something or some way that I can help position people in those moments to um, just experience what Jesus can only do? Because they don't need me, they do, but they need the Lord. And mm-hmm. so is there a way that I can help position them before the Lord so that he can do what only he can do. And so um, I, when I came on staff uh, four years ago in this position, um, our other coworker and colleague, Christy, invited me into a discipleship, um, kind of prayer discipleship with another woman. And the two of us, or well, the three of us together began talking about our stories and what God was doing. And through that process, I knew that was what I'd asked him for. Mm. And since then, I've taken what little I know and shared it with others along the way while still processing my own story. And um, it's amazing to see God's activity in my own life and the lives of those around me and then the lives of the ladies that I get to walk with. So, Yeah, I think think one of the reasons we wanted to have you on is because emotional and spiritual health is probably one of the first, the most important issues in the life of a planter and and his spouse and i also think it's one of the most neglected areas of church people Mm. (laughs) i don't know how to say that very well but yeah we just don't i think do a lot of story work we don't do a lot of emotional work 
We don't do a lot of work around our wounds. Yeah. We just kind of push all that stuff down. And, um, but it's super huge <laughs> part of our life and it's influencing yeah. our relationships and all this. So I think just to kind of shine a light on that, number one, and then to have you speak to it since you've walked with so many women, uh, it's just really important. So I just want to say that. That's why I was looking forward to having you for a lot of other reasons too, but that. Yeah. And it's fun too, because Jenny and I have kind of became friends kind of through SFLT and just listening to her tell stories about things that she's gotten to be a part of um, and doing the formational prayer stuff. Like I now I'm trained in that and it's fun and I'm learning how to kind of do similar things with um, hopefully with men at our church as well. So I'm excited about this conversation and I think it's going to be really important. So um, can you just give us a little insight? Um, he talked about wounds. I think we're going to kind of start there. What are, what are wounds and why are they, uh, how do they manifest themselves kind of in our lives? Well, you know, it's something everybody loves to talk about. <laughs> let's talk about our wounds. So Who wounded you the most deeply? <laughs> so let's just dive into it. This, you know, um, well, but like you said, Chad, it's a really important part of our spiritual and emotional and well health. And, um, you know, I feel like we can only take people as far as we've gone ourselves. And so part of, um, you know, my journey uh, uh, of just discovering my own story is is the pathway to um, talking to others about theirs. But when it comes to wounds, I think those are just places um, in our past that still feel a little raw, mm. that you can still, if you think about that moment, um, the emotions that that you experience in that moment, you can still feel that. Mm. A lot of times your body reacts and you might have a tight chest or your throat closes up a little bit. And um, that's just saying that there's something not finished there. Mm. And it's an indicator that, honestly, that God's inviting you to something. Mm. Um, that's how I start to see it now is it's really just God's invitation to um, allowing him into that space where he can bring some healing and some closure to that. Yeah, I think, well, when we have wounds on our bodies, like they tell us like, you need to do something about this. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and I think sometimes we, we have a tendency, I think in church world to, if we have like, we like try to push off our feelings or we don't want to trust our feelings because they can be sinful and all those things, but really our feelings and the things that surround difficult moments in our life can really be telling that we need to do something about this, go a little bit deeper maybe than what we have before. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Like I used to uh, just um, say that um, feelings are um, liars and I couldn't trust them. And mm. and I, I know now what I was trying to get at, um, but off, now I see it as like our feelings are indicators of what we actually believe. Mm -hmm. And so even though we know the truth of what the scripture says and we know that's true, um, our feelings can actually point us to where there's lies and false beliefs at work. And so even though we know it's true that um, the Lord is near and he never forsakes us, mm -hmm. but we've experienced sin in our life, um, our own sin and our own consequences of those sin, and then the sin of other people yep. and their consequences. And so that, <laughs> that affects us to a great degree. And um, if we're listening to the feelings and emotions, we can start to, to narrow down 
where the lies and distortions are that we're operating out of. Yeah. So really we can use our feelings almost to bring ourselves back into alignment with things that are true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a, it's a step in the process for sure. I, I think emotions are um, so crucial to, to our lives. I, I like to think of them as like the warning light on your dashboard. You know, you can't see maybe what's going wrong with your engine but a check engine light comes on. I think of emotions kind of that way. Yeah. They, they're they kind of on the surface saying, hey, there's something down there that's going on that needs work. It's like when you're, you know, dealing with your kids and you explode in anger over something that when you look at it should not have garnered that type of, not that it wasn't, didn't require an emotional response, but not to the degree to which I did it. Right. Yeah, so yes. there's something going on. So those emotions are pointing before we kind of get into maybe emotions a little bit. Talk about why do you think, Jenny, the church has vilified emotions so much? Why are we so down on emotions? Because I think we would all we would all say they're so crucial. We need them. They're good. Like, yes. God created like emotions are not a product of the fall. Right. So why yes. are they so negatively seen or not trusted or? That is a great question because, I mean, there's so much evidence of Jesus' emotions Mm. and so much evidence in the gospel of the different range of emotions that he had, and he was perfect, so (laughs) they aren't a result of the fall, you're right. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I've wondered about that myself. Um, Does it feel um, self-serving to think about your emotions? Or Mm. I'll be honest, one of the lies that, um, God has made me aware of is there something inside that says, if you show emotion, you are less spiritually mature than Mm. others. And he's pinpointed that in me, um, where it doesn't feel safe sometimes to show emotion because I might be labeled less, um, spiritually mature. And I don't, I don't like that thought. Wow. Yeah. Jason, you got any thoughts on that? Emotions and whether <laughs> I'm I'm trying to process what I'm thinking right now, but <laughs> I definitely think that there is something to what you're saying about like this idea that like if we are really emotional, that means we're not secure in our like beliefs and what we mm-hmm. know. Like God's <clears throat> it's almost like a lack of I think people see it as a lack of trust in God when you're really emotional around things that are happening around you it's like you're not trusting him and we can't show other people it's almost like a vulnerability thing we can't show people Mm. that maybe there's areas of our life that we are maybe not in alignment with god's truth and maybe we are believing false things and to show that is to be vulnerable and i think a lot of times Mm. we don't want to do that and so we kind of put it off a little bit Does that make sense? Yeah, and I love that you mentioned Jesus. I I really appreciate that because he was, you know, that Jesus wept, right? We have that in the scripture, and yet there was joy, and there was all these emotions that you see uh, in the Lord. And then you think about the fruit of the Spirit being love, joy, peace, patience, kind of. I mean, a lot of those are kind of tied and rooted in emotions. Uh, So actually when we're, it it could be the the opposite could almost be said, you're more emotional the more spiritually mature you be. Could we say that? Maybe that's a stretch, but you... You know, you do experience them. I love yeah. what Brene Brown says about, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't feel negative emotions, you hinder your yeah. ability to experience positive emotions. Yeah. So I think our suppressing of and explaining away of our emotions has kind of left us this inability to feel sometimes. And Maybe. even the good things, the joy yes. and the gladness. So yes. I, I think this is a great conversation around the importance of emotions. 
Yeah. So why why would you say then that it is important that we work through our wounding, identify our emotions, and kind of why we're feeling that way? And how do we do that as a Christian? Well, it's a big question. I know. I know. <laughs> Jenny, it, fix everyone. Fix everything. Right. And of course, I'm totally qualified um, to just answer that. Um, I just feel like it is such a long, um, slow process. Yeah. And let's be honest, we don't like long and slow. I mean, that's why mm. we struggle with the idea of sanctification in the first place, I think, because yeah. he's all about the slow process of drawing us near and creating intimacy and that happens over time and Mm. um so i just think that we're so avoidant Mm. of slow and um painful work right it's not comfortable i love your analogy of the light in the car because we're just so used to turning the light off and avoiding the symptom like we don't like, I guess we talk about it in my group says like a fire alarm and you just turn the fire alarm off. Mm-hmm. You just numb your feelings and mm-hmm. then the fire is still raging, causing mm-hmm. a problem. Like yes. you said, the people that we sin against the most are our spouses and our kids or the people that we live with or spend the most time with. Mm. So we continue to sin against them mm. um, out of our own wounding because we just keep turning the alarm off instead of investigating. And I've learned that if I slow down, ask myself first, what am I actually feeling? Um, then I can learn wh- where's that coming from. And that's why I think the wounds are so important because I've come to believe that the wound is actually the place, a birthplace of the lie. And mm-hmm. if we can ask the Lord to identify, well, first the, the lies and then the wounding, then we can ask him to take us to that place and to bring some healing in that place. Yeah. yeah. So something That's I was good. thinking about while you were talking is like, I think a lot of times we try to treat symptoms of our wounding yes. instead of really trying to treat our wounds. And it yeah. reminded me of like when my mom, um, she had cancer and um, when she was first kind of figuring out her diagnosis, um, she was trying to treat all these symptoms she was having, mm-hmm. but she, there was a much bigger problem that was going on that she didn't really realize. And so, she was trying to treat all these symptoms, but when it, what she really needed to do was to deal with the actual cancer inside of her. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think sometimes we try to fix the little sins that kind of come out of our wounding yeah. instead of actually dealing with the wound itself. It's a perfect picture mm-hmm. of exactly what's going on. So much yeah. of it's focused on behavior modification. Yes. Just stop doing that. Yeah. And it's like, boy, I wish I could. That'd be great. Can yeah. we just stop? It's like yeah. Paul. Like he's like, I, why do I do what I don't want to do? And yeah. it's like you can't, you can't stop. Yeah. 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 So you got to get to the thing under the thing. Yeah. Which I think is really, really important. So um, I, I think we probably have church planters that um, are listening that have a variety of wounds, whether that be wounds from a past church experience, wounds from their childhood, wounds from words that were spoken to them, things like that. What would you say would be a good first step um, for church planters to kind of work through their story and their or spouses or spouse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great to do together, honestly, um, but it it takes time. So um, I would say that just knowing that you need to do it in community, mm. it you need safe mm. few. 
yep. that are willing to walk with you in the messy that you can trust mm-hmm. with all the wrestling because there's a lot of wrestling that comes with your story um, that you have to hold true that God is all powerful and all good yet he allowed um, horrible things to happen so um, that takes some wrestling and so you do need some trusted few that you can spend time with. And then, um, you know, Jason, like you and I have both been trained with Healing Care Ministries um, just here in Ashland, Ohio, and they offer some great options um, depending on your schedule, depending on what might work best for you um, to get started. And then, (laughs) but truly, if we just even started praying, like, God, I feel like I need to begin processing my story. Mm -hmm. Um, The biggest part about walking in these discipleship groups is the submission piece of allowing God to lead that whole process because we can take a shovel and we can go back to the past and start digging stuff up and it's it's not going to be helpful we have to ask the Lord where do we need to start what do you want to do next and go slowly and go where he wants to go first because it's often not where we want to and if you begin praying and asking for that, I guarantee he's going to bring like-minded people mm-hmm. or a group or some sort of um, care up in your life. And you can always email me if you have <laughs> questions, <laughs> too. R, no, Jenny R. At LifePointOhio.com. <laughs> yeah, so, so Jenny, you said, um, I love what you said. Gosh, my brain. Um about finding people to walk with. Mm -hmm. And I think walking with others is probably the most powerful thing that I've ever experienced in my life that's brought the most amount of healing. Yeah. Like walking with people who are dealing with the same things. And I've probably got about five of those people in my life. I feel very blessed about um, that I talk to on a regular basis. Yeah. You mentioned it a little bit, like praying. and But how does someone start finding those people like how Mm. do you find someone who's safe yeah who's not gonna cringe when you talk Mm. about your ugliest moments and like because you just join your local sflt (laughs) (laughs) that's how i found mine your local (laughs) join your local chapter of the sflt maybe we should start national sflts (laughs) (laughs) we'll all quit our jobs and take it on the road (laughs) that's great. great Chapter 13, Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina, <laughs> SFLT. That would actually be a really fun I know. Anyways. Going south. Hey, if people um, can make millions on YouTube, surely we can make millions <laughs> on SFLT. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a great question, Chad. And one of the things that um, I do talk about in my groups is you have to have a healthy level of trust, mm-hmm. right? And and the only way that you can have that healthy level of trust without going from one extreme of blind trust, I'm just going to trust anybody and tell my story to anybody, which we all know isn't healthy, but also being so closed up. I mean, that just invites shame. And man, the enemy doesn't want us anywhere else but to be completely isolated and feel like if I told anybody this, it would change everything. Mm-hmm. It will, <laughs> but in a really wonderful way. Mm-hmm. But so to find those, you have to find somebody that you trust mm-hmm. and then be brave with a little. Be vulnerable. And be brave with a little. And if they're trustworthy with that little, then you grow on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, That's good. But you have to be careful and, and do it wisely and with discernment. 
But to say that we're going to get to the bottom of our wounds and walk with others without some measure of vulnerability. <sighs> Impossible. It's not going to happen. You've got to yeah. put yourself out there. But I love, I love, love, love. Start with a little, with someone you trust. Yeah. Because I think it's, I think it's easy for us just to be like, blah, you know, <laughs> and I'm just going to tell everybody. It's like, don't do that. Especially if you don't have anyone and you're like, yes. ah, if something big comes up and you're like, I have to share mm-hmm. everything. And it's, yeah. I've yeah. definitely caught myself in that where I just like, and I think my, the college ministry I was in really like led you to believe that like you had to be like vulnerable with every single person yeah. that you're with yeah. sort of thing. And I definitely learned the hard way that that's mm. not the best way to do it. Yeah. And so I, I really <laughs> love the kind of giving a little bit and then mm-hmm. continue with that. And I, I feel like that's how like real friendships are formed yep. anyways. Yeah. So it feels really natural to do that. Um, yeah. So, so one of ahead. the one of the sweetest parts about um, working and sharing our stories with one another is just getting to see um, your own intimacy with the Lord deepen. But then you get to see those people that you walk with and how God is intimate with them, and it looks different. Mm. Of course, it does because He's an a, you know an intentional God that loves on His people individually. But that just grows my faith and grows my intimacy with the Lord because I'm just getting to see so many different facets of of his character through my friend's journey and through my own. And it's impacted my family Mm. in lots of amazing ways. All right. That's great. Very rewarding. Let's talk about resources just quickly. So Uh you mentioned the folks out of Ashland that you guys are connected with, with formational prayer, um, and they're called Healing Healing Care Ministries. Healing Care, Mm -hmm. um, the place we find ourselves We have to mention Adam Young's The Place We Find find Ourselves. (laughs) Truly, if you're wanting to learn more about your story, that's a Look at your story. Adam Young, really good. Uh, Other Books, resources. Yeah. So um, another group that has been impactful for me is the Allender Center. Yes. Um, So really, yeah, the West Coast and um, their work. So really, I've been trained at Healing Care Ministries, um, but I do kind of take an adaptation of kind of all three of those Mm. um, and really kind of use a blending of of a lot of their teachings. Like and Place We Find Ourselves. The Place Plus. We Find okay. Ourselves. I use a lot okay. of resources. And he's a product of the excellent. Allender Center. I yeah, believe, they, yeah they work yeah. with each other. Yeah. So. so, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else, Jason? There's, I don't know if you've ever listened to it, but Terry Wardle also has a podcast called yes. Sling Stones, which Sling is really, Stones. really good too. Cool. And it's nice and short. If you can only do 10, ten minutes, minutes at a time. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Wardle's Sling Stones, it stinks. Stones is really good. I will say, I feel like when you start to do this work, mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes we can have a tendency to focus on one thing, but I think this, I think it's a soup. Yep. You know, it's not a steak. Yeah. It's a soup. <laughs> it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a mm-hmm. little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it kind of all comes together. So, yeah. you know, if we were going to kind of put a bow on that, it's, hey, get into the podcast, read a book. Find somebody to walk with, mm-hmm. a group, maybe a group of people, maybe a support group, may, maybe, um, um, I don't know, what are some other I things? I mean, it's it's not a resource, but I really like what Jenny said, like asking God where to start. And I yeah. think that's really huge because when I started my grief journey a couple of years ago, and we, Jenny and I are leading a grief group, so we talked about this recently, but I would ask God kind of where I needed to start, and it was dealing with things that happened to me in middle school. 
Yeah. Like it was not what I thought God was wanting to deal with in that moment, but there's, it was a part of a much bigger story of healing yeah. that I needed to deal with. Yep. Um, and so I think starting with asking yes. God where I need to start yeah. is really important. Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, any, any story work you're going to do, I think that has to be key, that submission of God, I want you to do what you want to do, mm-hmm. how you want to do it, when you want to do it. Um, and really, really trusting him enough to allow him to do it yeah. because we just, we don't know what we need. Mm-hmm. We think we do. We don't. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say a therapist. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. It was like a soup. Maybe you need all the, you know, maybe yeah. a combination oh, yeah. of all those things. Exactly. You know? So, but yeah, that's, that's a great word. Well, thank you, Jenny, so much for being here and for being our friend and for helping make our, my sermons better. <laughs> Yeah, it's very how, kind. How of many you. how many sermons have started out so poor until Jenny got her hands That's on them? It's not then, true. It is true though. Uh, it is I fun. love that you allow me to listen and and get feedback. So yeah, I remember. Good. I think the first message I ever gave at Life Point when when I joined the team was on the Proverbs thirty one woman, and I was like scared to death. So I went to Jenny and Christy and was like, "Help me not offend all the women here." <laughs> like, "Hello, I'm new and." And I'm going to offend all of you. <laughs> and you did an excellent job. Well, well it was <laughs> you and Christy that helped make it what it was. So. Yeah. And I'll just say publicly, I'm just super grateful for our friendship and just the way that you've walked with me through so many hard seasons over the last few years. And I'm just really grateful for you. So thanks, thanks for being on the you, podcast Jenny. and nice. being our friend. <laughs> Oh, this makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're gonna, you gonna you were nervous about the podcast, and you're gonna leave feeling good. So, yeah. Yep. And then uh, look look uh, look at your uh, wherever you get your podcast for the SFLT podcast. Yeah, who yeah. knows? It might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about starting that. We did. So this is kind of our first step. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of where you get your podcast, we actually are on Amazon Music now. Cool. Did you know that? I, don't think I did. The yeah, Send cool. Columbus podcast is now on Amazon Music. Were you anywhere where you find your podcast? Yeah, because I use Amazon Music Unlimited, so I was like, oh, we should put it on there. It's on there. So, like just it. another platform to share Jenny's wisdom. For, we'll divide up our like five <laughs> listeners. Between <laughs> <our> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. That's value. Yeah. That's a value. Right. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.